Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, God is one. Amen. All of the vices appear to have united to condemn Christ to death. The pride and envy of the scribes and Pharisees, the avarice of Judas, the sensuality of Herod, and the indecision and egoism of Pilate. We've spoken much about the pride and envy of the scribes and Pharisees in the last few weeks as we discuss their attempts to entrap Jesus. Tonight, we'll focus on Judas. What led Judas to this moment? Well, many say it was avarice, which is... Greed, really bad greed, an insatiable desire for wealth. This wealth doesn't have to be money. It could be any sort of material wealth or power. And as Stephen mentioned on Palm Sunday, many expected Jesus to be bringing a physical kingdom. And it seems that Judas likely became one of our Lord's disciples because he was attracted to this idea and thought that it might help him become one of Jesus's chief princes. And as it happens for so many of us, all this sort of starts out seemingly innocently. Of course, really, there's nothing too bad, right, about being one of Jesus' disciples or even his prince in the new kingdom to come. But Judas decides, out of this uh, inclination he has, to become the manager of the disciples' purse. And I imagine it was quite sparse, given the charity that our Lord and disciples demonstrated And then we know that Judas, according to St. John, began to steal from the purse. That he ironically complains that the precious ointment that anointed our Lord's feet could have fetched 300 silver pieces so that they could be given to the poor. And yet we suppose he'd already been stealing from the poor. And tonight, he falls to his lowest moment. He's willing to give up his friendship his honor, for just 30 pieces of silver. He can't see up far enough in front of his face to realize that they're going to kill Jesus. We hear that in the Passion that we read on Palm Sunday, and we'll hear it again on Friday when we read the Passion from St. John's Gospel. The moment he realizes it, he doesn't like what's going on, but he's still blinded by sin. All he can think of to do is to try to return the money. He thinks somehow that will repair the damage he's done, that that will get him off the hook. But even those who gave it to him don't want anything to do with him. He's alone, or so he thinks. Or so again, his short-sightedness makes him believe that's the case. And of course, he kills himself in despair. Have you ever been in a place like that in your life? where you've hit rock bottom, and how did you respond in that moment? I realize that if you're sitting here listening to what I'm saying, that you haven't yet taken it all the way to where Judas got. Somewhere in your heart, you still have hope. And I'm here to tell you that there's even better news. We see that even though Judas's heart was hardened, that the Lord still loved Judas and does all he can to save him from himself. At the Last Supper, Jesus let Judas know that he knew his secret thoughts. He warned Judas 
that there will be woe for the man who betrays the Son of Man, and that it'd be better if that man had never been born. And he allows Judas to share in his own, Jesus' last special meal with his disciples. That's just like everybody else. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when Judas approaches, you heard in the Passion on Sunday, he calls him friend. Then that wasn't, you know, some kind of snippy remark. And he asks, you know, whether he would betray the Son of Man with a kiss, with a sign of respect and love. And all this tells me that no matter where we are, Jesus is there for us. Tonight during Tenenbrae, we will slowly extinguish these candles you see before you. We can imagine that those candles are the light that our sin snuffs out. Ultimately, the last candle will disappear. But we know the rest of the story and we'll even experience it tonight. The light will return. The light will overcome. Jesus will overcome. But we can't be like Judas. We have to soften our heart at least enough to let him come in. We must be patient with ourselves just as Jesus is patient with Judas. We must believe that we alone cannot fix what we've done simply by trying to undo it somehow. We can't undo our sin. We can only repent and resolve to do it no more. Jesus is the one that undoes our sin. As we will experience each and every day as we continue our walk during this Holy Week, so we must trust that even if we can't see the light, it's there. It can return. It will return. It will overcome the darkness. Amen. Talks at Advent. Homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.